Well, prayer is an important part of the counseling process. Unless change occurs in our heart between us and God, long-term healing um, won't take place. Um, long-term healing um, won't last. And it's not our skill, uh, it's not our ability that frees a person uh, to be all that they can be. It is that encounter with the living God that will ultimately uh, allow them to experience healing and peace and freedom, um, understand what love truly is, and begin to live with uh, harmony uh, in their hearts and in relationship with others. There are two particular areas concerning a prayer that need to be covered for healing to take place. One is spiritual issues, and the other is emotional issues. And one doesn't necessarily come before the other. Sometimes we resolve spiritual issues, uh, then that leads to emotional healing, and sometimes it's the other way. Let me just give an example. Uh, we had a couple come into our office who were locked against each other, and when they came in, the husband was very angry, and he said he just wanted to be alone, and he really didn't want to be married anymore. After eight years of struggling, he felt that he'd be better off divorced. The wife was trying to care for him, but he wouldn't let her in. He wouldn't allow her uh, to care for him. And when he rejected her care, she felt uh, hurt, betrayed, rejected, second best, less than. And so we wanted to pray with her because she was hurting so deeply. And we asked her to share her pain with Jesus. She told Jesus how she felt and asked him what was going on in her heart. Jesus began to show her that she felt that she had to protect herself because when she was a little girl, she had told her mom about the abuse that she was experiencing from her stepdad at age six. And when she did, her mother did nothing. And so we asked her to forgive her mother, which is a spiritual prayer, and she asked Jesus to come into that memory and care about that six-year-old girl. So that's the emotional part. Again, as uh, years went on in her life, at age 12, she told her mom again about the abuse, and this time her mom uh, divorced the stepfather. But at that time, the mother was struggling so much that this girl had to begin to take care uh, of the mother who was struggling with depression. And so as we're praying along with her, she suddenly realized that she was treating her husband the same way that she had treated her mother uh, all those years. She takes charge. She doesn't give her husband room to be a person. And so as we're sitting there, she looked up at her husband and she said, you know what, I've been wrong um, to mother you, to treat you like you're just a little child. Will you forgive me? And so for the first time, this husband... Um, opened his heart up to her and was willing to forgive his wife. You see, this wife realized that her mom never met her emotional needs. So when she married, she hoped that her husband would meet all those needs. And she put a lot of pressure on him and expectations. And she also uh, asked her husband to forgive her for putting all that pressure on him. And so as we're praying with people, we want to be uh, sensitive to the situation, ask the Holy Spirit for guidance uh, to help us to know whether to begin with spiritual issues or emotional uh, issues in prayer. And usually if a person is expressing strong uh, emotion, this is an indication of where to begin as we pray with them.
This workbook is the Biblical Concepts Counseling Workbook, and it basically covers the spiritual issues that people have. So spiritual issues are things like bitterness, temporal values, rebellion, pride, occult involvement, and moral failure. And these things are our responsibility. The Lord asks us to forgive those who hurt us, put nothing before God, submit to authority, always be humble, stay away from evil practices, and be pure in our relationships. So we are responsible to forgive and confess, renounce, or accept truth where we've been believing lies. Our attitude must be humble and accepting and caring to help someone pray through spiritual issues. Our purpose must be to help them be all they can be in Christ. Due to the number of prayers that we're going to cover during this session, uh, we won't be doing any teaching, but uh, there will be other workshops this week that will cover that. So this is just an overview of uh, the whole issue of prayer. So we want to look at forgiveness. In that same workbook, there are three lists uh, that deal with uh, family and people and spouse where you uh, write down uh, the names of people who have hurt you plus the emotional issues, uh, emotional pain that you feel. And then you begin to pray a prayer uh, like we have listed up there. Lord, I choose to forgive, say, like Jeremy, forgive my father uh, for not connecting with me and not understanding me, um, causing me to feel unloved and, and not cared for, uh, rejected. And I ask you, I'm willing to pay the emotional pain and consequences that my father caused me. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to take back the ground that I gave the enemy because of my bitterness, and I yield that ground to your control. And then after you have prayed that prayer, we like to have a person just say this, Jesus, I feel so, and just express all that emotional pain that you feel. And then, Lord, please speak your peace and truth to my pain. And as you wait and, and listen for Jesus to respond to you, he's going to, um, whether through a word picture or a song, scripture, or some form of comfort, uh, he's going to bring uh, healing into your heart. The next area of spiritual issues is idolatry or the temporal values prayer. The blue workbook has a list of common temporal values that you can check off and then pray this prayer. Lord, I acknowledge that I have placed a higher value on whatever the, the issue is to the neglect of my relationship with you and others. I ask your forgiveness, and I make a commitment to value my relationship with you and others above this other thing. I know of a young man who has rebelled all his life against authority. He can only be his own boss. He doesn't like anyone telling him what to do. His rebellious attitude has followed him for, uh, throughout his teen years and eventually into his married life. It often affects his relationship with God, his family, and his job. He struggled with civil authorities for years because he doesn't see why he has to obey the laws of the state. They're inconvenient, and he'd rather spend his money in other ways. He's been in jail. His rebellion has led to drug use, unemployment for long periods of time, an unwillingness to, to pay bills, irrational thinking, and decision making. 
And you can imagine that unless rebellion is resolved in a person's heart, we're never going to be satisfied or relax or really enjoy relationships. And so we offer a prayer like this to help someone struggling through the issue of rebellion. Lord, I acknowledge my rebellious attitude toward civil authorities by responding through drug use or not paying my taxes or uh, you know, whatever the case might be. I ask your forgiveness for my rebellion. I choose to submit to the authority that you place over me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The next one is the pride prayer. One Valentine's Day, my husband planned a special gift for me. He reserved a night in a bed and breakfast. He took me out to dinner. He ordered roses to be delivered to our room and bought a box of chocolates. He was so proud of himself for being a good husband. After this event, whenever we were with friends and family, he would tell them all about planning this event and ask them if they did anything for their wives on Valentine's Day. A few weeks later, when he was speaking to my heart, I told him that I felt like he was more focused on himself by telling everyone what a great thing he had done for me rather than focusing on me. It seems that pride comes in some very sneaky ways. There are a list of ways that we are proud in the blue workbook. So you check the ones that you have practiced, and then you pray, Lord, I acknowledge and renounce my pride as evidenced through my focusing on myself. I ask your forgiveness and choose to humble myself and respond with a proper attitude. To pray through moral failure, we must specifically renounce each act of immorality and break the bond with each person or picture or website, whatever uh, you've been involved in, in order to uh, break that stronghold. Oftentimes, as we hear some of these stories, you'll find that um, rejection is a motivation behind moral failure. And so we want to care about the rejection in a, in a little boy or a little girl's heart who, uh, who struggled in that way that eventually led to moral failure. So Lord, I acknowledge and renounce my sinful involvement in whatever particular area of moral failure, and I ask you to break that stronghold in my life. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to take back the ground given to the enemy through my involvement, and I yield that ground to your control. And then usually after we pray that prayer, um, we want to ask Jesus, Jesus, is there any other moral failure that I've forgotten or that I'm hiding. Uh, sometimes I'll pray, uh, ask them to pray, Lord, please bring to my mind anything I missed. Jesus, was there any moral failure influenced by the enemy? Uh, Jesus, if everything is clean, would you draw me a picture of you washing, uh, cleansing, and purifying me from those sins? And I'd like to bring up this point that sometimes uh, people will confuse moral failure with abuse. And it's important uh, to help a person see the difference between choices that they've made to be involved and what was uh, perpetrated against them. The next area is ground given to the enemy. More could be said here, but this is an overview, and Wayne will have a workshop on occult issues later in the week. So pray this prayer for each active involvement in occult activity. Lord, I confess that I've participated in Ouija board. 
I ask your forgiveness, and I renounce that activity. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to take back the ground yielded to the enemy through my participation, and I yield that ground to your control. I pray that you would break any bondage my involvement will have on our children. Sometimes in prayer, the enemy will block the process of uh, connecting with our emotions or, or even block us from connecting with Jesus. Uh, some of the common blocks are these, uh, lies or fears. Uh, for example, I have to figure it out. I have to find a solution. Uh, I give up. There's no hope for me. My sin is too bad. Or that's not really sin, is it? Uh, or if the abuse really happened, it'll be more than I can uh, really handle. And so we want to invite Jesus to come into that picture to speak his truth. Uh, sometimes uh, we'll have someone sitting in front of us and as uh, we're talking with them, they'll begin to get sleepy or yawn. And so we have to uh, take our place of authority there and just tell the enemy to know and that he can't interfere. Uh, or we uh, invite the person uh, who we're counseling to take their place of authority uh, position and power in Christ, identity in Christ against the enemy's interference. Sometimes we'll have someone uh, in our session who can't talk. They have no voice. And so uh, we'll ask Jesus to show that person the true nature of the one who is blocking the speech. Or we need to care for that a little boy or little girl inside who felt so uh, helpless and reassure them that we want to listen to them. Sometimes there are other kinds of distractions. And so we want to ask the Lord to keep us focused, to go where he wants to go, to help that person find freedom. Whenever you sense the enemy is blocking, um, kindness, love, and compassion must be shown to the person. But firmly tell the enemy that he must leave. Or better, ask that person to tell the enemy to leave. If the person is not sure if it is the enemy, ask Jesus to show again, the true nature of that spirit, and then the person will want to get rid of it. The next prayer is the hypocrisy prayer. In the workbook, you'll list the ways that you've practiced hypocrisy and then pray, Lord, I acknowledge and renounce my hypocrisy as evidenced through my complying on the outside but rebelling on the inside. I ask your forgiveness for my hypocrisy and choose to respond with openness, truthfulness, and honesty from my heart. The next area is negative thoughts. There are two ways that we can combat them. Our thoughts are formed by negative experiences in our lives. Our thoughts and feelings then determine our reaction and responses to others and will ultimately dictate who we become. Examples of negative thoughts are worry, inferiority, self-pity, depression, discouragement, bitterness, greed, envy, fear, lust. Um, those are all ways that we can begin to, to feel um, that the enemy puts into our minds. There are two ways to resolve these negative thoughts. We use a, a chart by going through our mind. The chart is in your blue workbook on page 117. And it can help you to change your negative thoughts to God's truth. And so um, you're going to write your negative thought in that column underneath deception. So for instance, I would put I'm worthless. And then I'm going to ask the question, is that statement true, 
false? Uh, or is it true-false in some cases? And then I'm going to ask another question in the second column. What does the Bible say about me? If I'm not worthless, well, what does God say? Well, in this example, uh, Psalm 139, 14 says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And then in the last column of that chart, um, you are going to write, what do you choose to believe? So an example would be, I renounce uh, this lie of Satan. I choose to believe that I'm special, unique, and designed by God with a purpose. The second way to resolve negative thoughts is to pray through the negative thought. The way you might pray would be, tell Jesus your pain. Jesus, I feel so worthless. Jesus, am I a worthless person? What do you say is true of me? Ask him to speak his peace to your pain. As you quiet your heart, he will prompt your heart and mind with either a thought or a word picture. You may see Jesus walking with you or holding your hand or making you feel special. Sometimes he gives a verse of scripture, like, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. This is going directly to Jesus and letting him heal your heart. Jesus, I feel so worthless. Do you want me to feel worthless? How do you want me to feel? Jesus, please speak your peace to my pain. When did I first start believing this? The first emotional issue that we want to talk about is abandonment. And here's a definition. To withdraw from, to leave, to forsake, to desert, to discard, to give away, to break up with, to turn one's back on. And here's a, uh, an example of a prayer. Jesus, I felt so hurt when my mother abandoned the family when I was four years of age. I really needed a mother. And I want you to remember that as you're praying through these prayers, you're going to be asking uh, the person that you're praying with to repeat those prayers with you. It's their prayer. You're just helping them. You're just facilitating uh, helping them to find freedom. Jesus, can you draw me a picture of how my heart was damaged by my mother's absence? And when you ask that question, you're going to wait for Jesus' response. Jesus, can you bring peace to a little girl's heart that was damaged there? Jesus, do you want me to open my heart to trust my husband? Is my heart open to love? Or is his heart open uh, to love and accept me? How can I open my heart to him? And so you're, you're asking questions and then you're asking them to, uh, to repeat those questions and then wait for Jesus' response. So now we're talking about emotional issues, which is in this yellow workbook, Caring for the Emotionally Damaged Heart. Neglect is the next one. Defined is inattentive, have nothing to do with, to not care for, to pay no attention to, Failed to attend to responsibilities, not considered, not wanted, or forgotten. An example would be a man who came to our office was never asked by his parents, how was your day? What do you like? Or what do you think? Never asked, do you have an opinion? When he came home from school, the house was locked and he was not allowed to go in until his mom came home from work. No matter what the weather was, he had to stay outside. We had him pray, 
Jesus, I was neglected as a young child. I felt so alone and uncared for and excluded. No one talked to me or even noticed that I existed. Jesus, what did that do to my heart? Would you draw me a picture of my damaged heart? Could you heal my heart? How would you do that? Jesus, could you show me how you're different from those who neglected me? Could you bring peace to my heart? Ignored is defined as to disregard, to overlook, to pass over, to pass by, or to exclude. What if a father ignored his daughter because he's too busy or because he doesn't spend enough time talking with her and that daughter uh, struggles with pain later in life when her husband gets too busy, ignores her. He's too busy because he's at work. We had a a couple who came to us and she was so uh, hungry and so desperate to pour her heart out and share with him what she was feeling that she would spend hours talking and he was so drained emotionally by her that he would go out in the garage just to get away from her. How would we pray with someone like that? Jesus, my father ignored me by never spending time with me. He didn't respond when I wanted to talk to him. He, he seemed to be focused elsewhere. Jesus, do you care? Jesus, how was I damaged emotionally by his ignoring me? Jesus, can you heal my heart? How would you do that? Jesus, can you make a safe place where I can go when I feel ignored? Can you bring peace to my heart? The next issue is insensitive and emotionally detached. It means to be insensitive or apathetic, indifferent, uncaring for their needs, and not capable of loving. The prayer would go like this. Jesus, my parents did not know how to meet my emotional need for love. I never felt loved by them. Jesus, can you draw me a picture of what that did to damage my heart? Jesus, can you heal my heart? How would you do that? Jesus, what did I do to fulfill emotional need for love? Do you want me to feel loved by my husband or wife? Is it safe to open my heart? Where did I hide my heart during the time I was not loved? What would I experience if I was able to open my heart and feel love? The next area is rejection. It means to discard, unwanted, to refuse, to not be cared for. They don't meet the expectations of another person. It's the way they look. Perhaps it's a, a physical defect or a problem that they have. Perhaps it's memories of another person that they can't stand to be around who has hurt them. That may also cause them to feel rejection. Jesus, I was rejected by... Jesus, I felt so unwanted, unaccepted, and lonely. Could you draw a picture of how my heart was damaged when I was rejected? Jesus, do you care about a person who's been rejected? How would you heal my pain? Can you bring peace to my heart? Can you make a safe place where I can go to feel accepted and valued? The next one is disowned. It means to not be wanted, to discard, to disinherit, to throw out, to retract, or to refuse. The prayer goes like this. 
Jesus, I was conceived before my parents were married, causing my parents to feel that they had to get married. They always blamed me and never connected to care for me. Jesus, how did that damage my heart? Jesus, do you discard a child that you create? Do you want me, and that's why you didn't allow me to be aborted? Jesus, can you heal the pain I feel inside because I was disowned? The next area is humiliation. It means to disgrace, to shame, to degrade. When one is laughed at or ridiculed, when one is shamed or put down in front of others. Jesus, my father, humiliates me whenever others are around, making me feel embarrassed, frustrated, wanting to leave home. Jesus, are you like my dad, wanting to humiliate me, or are you different? How are you different? Jesus, what do you want to do uh, when my father humiliates me? Jesus, can you bring peace to my heart? Can you give me a word picture of where you want me to go when I'm humiliated? Can you heal the pain that I feel inside from being hurt? Despised. To be despised means to hate or to condemn, to dislike, to detest. Children can be disliked by their parents. Friends can dislike a child at school and damage their heart. It's amazing how many children can damage each other by laughing at each other, rejecting each other, attacking each other, and making statements to despise each other. And even we as parents can do that to our own children. A prayer might be, Jesus, my parents never wanted me. They didn't like me because of my deformity, causing me to feel rejected, unloved, and alone. Jesus, do you care that I was despised by my parents for something I couldn't change? Jesus, do you despise me? What would you say to me if, I were, if you were here today and saw my pain? How would you heal this pain I have inside? The next area is to be disrespected, to be rude, to ridicule, to be discourteous, to dishonor, to disgrace, to put to shame, to humiliate. Jesus, my Father, keeps making statements that are rude, ridiculing, and humiliating to me. Jesus, are you like my dad, or are you different? How are you different? Jesus, could you draw me a picture of how that damages my heart? Do you care about the damage that my father has caused me? Would you heal that pain? How would you do that? Can you bring peace to heal the pain in my heart? And then de- betrayed means to break trust, to let down, to break one's promises, to be disloyal, to trick, or to deceive. The prayer goes like this. Jesus, I'm struggling to trust my husband because he lied to me about his past immoral relationships with others. Jesus, could you draw me a picture of what my heart looks like after I found out about his past? Jesus, could you heal my pain? How would you heal my heart so that I could experience peace again and trust? And then drained emotionally. It means uh, to need another to meet one's emotional need, to feel empty because someone has needed you to meet their emotional needs, to give to meet another's emotional needs. 
A prayer might go like this. Jesus, I felt so frustrated when my mother kept asking questions that she should have asked my father regarding their problems. Mom would come to me crying, trying to get me to understand her frustration. Jesus, what did that do to my heart? How does that affect my relationship in responding to my wife when she's hurting and she needs me to be sympathetic? I want to be open to allow my wife to share when she needs to open up to me. How would you heal my heart so I can open it to my wife? Could you bring peace to my heart so I can stay open when I need to understand and care for my wife? Now we'd like to share the we prayers. They are on page 138 and 139 in the blue workbook. Sometimes a person is struggling to pray through an issue so we can help them pray through. You would ask your loved one to give you his or her pain. Tell them, I don't want you to carry that pain anymore. Will you give it to me? Let me take it from you. When you start talking about your pain, there is a huge emotional issue that's lifted in your heart, and you can let it go. If you have someone loving you who says, give me your pain, you can just relax and let it go. Then take that person in your arms and hold them tight. They will start weeping, and they'll let the pain go. If you love that person, they will feel loved, and it will work. Another we prayer is to ask your loved one if they'd be willing to forgive the one who caused their hurt. Lead your, your loved one in the forgiving prayer and releasing the pain. Lord, I choose to forgive my dad for ignoring me, causing me to feel alone and unloved, and I'm willing to pay the emotional pain and consequences that my dad has caused me. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to take back the ground I gave the enemy through my bitterness, and I yield that ground to your control. Another we prayer is to ask Jesus to heal the pain. We say, Jesus, I feel so, and then you list the emotional pain that you feel. Would you come and speak peace to my heart? The Holy Spirit will respond with a word picture, a scripture verse, or a thought. And the final we prayer is to take your loved one in your arms and pray together, placing yourself in the pain and identifying with it and seeking God's peace and freedom. You might say this, Lord Jesus, I want my loved one to experience your peace in her heart from the pain that her mother has caused her through the way she was treated. We renounce the desire of the enemy to cause her to be anxious, fearful, and frustrated because of her mom. Together we choose to forgive her mom, and we ask that you would show me how to care for her emotional pain so that she will sense a genuine love and understanding from me. Help her to know that I love her. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In the uh, Caring for the Emotionally Damaged Heart workbook, uh, besides the uh, spiritual and emotional issues. We also talk about pressure patterns. So we want to go through those briefly with you as well. Pressure patterns are ways in which we are damaged by other people. It involves differences between us where uh, we're damaged by their strengths or by their personal problems. And then it's our emotional reaction to the pain that other people cause us. 
So let's start with expectations, pressure to perform, and self-discipline. It means to accomplish, to achieve, to apply oneself, to carry out, to expect, or to count upon. And here's a prayer uh, to resolve the pain of others' expectations. Jesus, my Father, had high expectations of me, causing me to feel rejected if I didn't achieve what he expected of me. Jesus, what did that do to my heart? Jesus, can you heal that pain within my heart? Jesus, can you make a safe place where I can go whenever I feel the pressure of others' expectations? Can you bring peace to my heart? Jesus, can I open my heart to trust my spouse? And this is a prayer to resolve the expectations that I may have placed on myself. Jesus, I struggle with feelings. I can never do things good enough. I try so hard to please and to do everything right. What pain did I get as a child that caused me to feel pressure if I don't do things perfect? Jesus, do you want me to perform, or do you want me to be motivated out of love from you? How would I disconnect my pain? Jesus, do you want me to be driven by pressure I put on myself because of the pressure I feel others placing on me to do things perfect? What do you want to motivate me? And then prayer if, I'm, if I damaged someone else with my expectations. Jesus, I damaged my husband by pressuring him with high expectations, causing him to dissociate and to react to the pressure. He was damaged by his father in the same way. Jesus, could you show me how I damaged his heart? What caused me to pressure him with high expectations and to be so critical of him? What emotional or spiritual issue do I need to resolve so that I can stop pressuring him? Could you resolve that so I won't damage his heart again? And then we want to look at dominance and control. It means to exercise control over, to govern, to rule over, to dictate, or have one's own way, bossy or assertive. And here's a, a prayer that would help us uh, to resolve that whole issue. Jesus, I was hurt by, say, my father who constantly controlled me, causing me to become frustrated, angry, to emotionally withdraw. Jesus, could you draw me a picture of my heart that was damaged by this dominance? How did I respond to being dominated? Could you heal my heart? How would you do that? Could you bring peace to my heart? Could you make a safe place where I can go if I feel dominated again? And then here's a prayer to resolve the pain that I cause others by my dominance. Jesus, I damaged my wife by constantly controlling her, causing her to emotionally shut down. What did that do to her heart? Jesus, what can I do to resolve the pain that I caused her? Have I asked her forgiveness? Will you forgive me for the damage I did to her heart? What causes me to be controlling? What a wonderful question to ask. Can I break that cycle? Jesus, how do you want me to lead? The next one is expressive, to be able to communicate and to express oneself. The first prayer is to resolve the pain that I've caused by an expressive 
of pain caused by an expressive person. Jesus, my mother, constantly talked at the table, focusing on her pain and frustration from my father. What did that do to my heart? I get frustrated and angry any time my wife or children talk at the table. What causes that to occur? Can you heal my pain so I can remain open and responsive with my wife and children? I want to connect with my family. Would you resolve my issues so I can remain open? And then this prayer is to resolve the pain I caused someone else if I was too expressive. Jesus, I damaged my husband through my self-focus on my pain and my expressiveness. He can't stand being around me. Could you draw me a picture of how I damaged him? What do I need to do to care about the pain that I've caused my husband? Could you heal my heart from the emotional pain caused by my mother so I can focus to care about my husband? Could you open my heart to care for him? And then the, the whole area of a person who doesn't talk. They, they're unable to communicate. They're unable to express their feelings. They shut down. They're inhibited. They're unresponsive. They're unable to speak. And they're suppressed. So here is a prayer to resolve the pain that uh, I experienced that caused me to stop talking. Jesus, I was damaged by a father who was constantly angry and critical causing me to emotionally stop talking. My mother was quiet, and I inherited her inhibited nature. Jesus, what did that uh, the pain of my father's anger and criticism do to my heart? Can you draw me a picture of my heart that was damaged in that way? Have I forgiven my father? Jesus, I've damaged my wife by not talking. Can you draw me a picture of what that did to her? Jesus, what do you need to do to heal my heart so that I can begin talking and sharing with my wife? Can you make a safe place where I can go to find peace so that I can be open without being anxious? And then a prayer to resolve the pain caused by a person who didn't talk to me. Uh, Jesus, I was damaged by, um, by my spouse who wouldn't talk to me. What did that do to my heart? Can you draw me a picture of what that looks like? Am I bitter toward my spouse? How can I resolve that? Where did I place my heart to protect it from the pain? Do you want me to resolve the pain so I can open my heart? How would you do that? Can you draw a picture of what would happen in our relationship if they could share and I could connect with them? Focus on self. That means to be selfish or proud or self-centered, arrogant, conceited, egotistic, self-seeking in one's own interest. The prayer goes like this. Jesus, I was damaged by my husband who was focused totally on himself. He was depressed and focused on his negative thoughts or his self-centered desires. Jesus, what did that do to my heart as his wife? What happens emotionally to a wife when her husband is focused on himself? Can you draw me a picture of my heart that was damaged? Can you heal my heart from the pain that I'm feeling? Could you bring peace to my heart? How can I begin to open my heart to my husband 
now that he sees what he has done. And then we want to look at anger, critical, and judgmental. It means adverse comments, fault finding, to disapprove, to disparage, to condemn, or cutting and biting words. And here would be a prayer, a sample prayer uh, to use. Jesus, I was emotionally damaged uh, by my friend, you know, who talked down to me and made fun of me. Jesus, do you care about a person who's been damaged like that? What did that do to my heart? Could you draw me a picture of what that did to me? How do I emotionally respond when I'm put down? Jesus, can you heal that pain within? How would you do that? Can you bring peace to my heart? And then a prayer to resolve the pain that I've caused others through my anger or criticism. Jesus, I damaged my son or daughter by my anger and, and criticism directed toward them. What did that do to their heart? What's the reason? Why am I so angry and so critical? How can I acknowledge and resolve that cause that's inside? What do I need to do to resolve it with my son or my daughter? How do you want me to respond to them? And the next is healing from abuse. The abuse prayers are in both of the workbooks. They include both spiritual and emotional healing. Abuse must be acknowledged and renounced, but healing on the heart level must also occur. Sometimes we start with a spiritual prayer if the person is aware of their abuse and ready to pray through it. The abuse prayer goes like this. Lord, I acknowledge and renounce the sexual abuse that my uncle perpetrated against me, and I ask you to break the stronghold in my life. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to take back the ground given to the enemy through the abuse, and I yield that ground to your control. And then we'd forgive by saying, Lord, I choose to forgive my uncle for molesting me, causing me to feel violated and dirty and used. I'm willing to pay the emotional pain and consequences that my uncle has caused me. Now, if a person feels that they were abused but doesn't have any clear memory of the abuse, we would begin with asking them what emotions they feel and pray, Jesus, I feel so, and then we'd share the emotional pain they're feeling. Why do I feel so hurtful when my child wants to spend the night at her friend's house? Would you take me back to the first time I felt this way? And then we'd wait for the Lord to show them an event from the past. Then invite Jesus into the memory to bring comfort and peace. This is a prayer that we might use to resolve spiritual abuse. Jesus, I was damaged by a pastor who used his message to cause me to feel that God rejects me if I do not measure up. What did that do to my heart? Jesus, do you care that I can't pray or even read the word without blocking you? What kind of relationship do you want with me? Do you want me to perform? Or do you want me to feel loved for who I am? Jesus, are you like my pastor? How are you different? Can you heal my heart so I can emotionally respond to you in prayer and in reading your word? Can you make a safe place where I can go when I want to be intimately connected with you? 
prayer to resolve the pain of being sexually abused. Jesus, my uncle lusted, touched, and pressured me in inappropriate ways, causing me to feel violated, dirty, and repulsed. Jesus, what did that do to my heart? How did that change my thoughts about sexuality, about myself? How did that affect how I respond in my marriage? Jesus, could you make a safe place where I can go to feel safe? Do you want me to forgive my uncle? What do you want me to do with the pain? Can you bring peace to my heart? Jesus, I have emotionally blocked my husband because of my past abuse. Could you break that barrier? How do you want me to respond to my husband? And here's a prayer to resolve the guilt of abusing someone else. Jesus, I damaged my wife and children by lusting after other women. They observed me focusing my attention on attractive women, causing my daughters to begin to believe that if they were to get the attention of a man, they would have to dress and act like the women that I lusted after. What did my lust do to my daughters, my sons, my wife? Jesus, will you forgive me for lusting? How can I resolve the damage that I caused them? How do you want me to love and cherish each member of my family? Well, we've been over quite a few prayers here, and we realize that we've covered a lot of ground in a short time. And we ask you not to try to pray all these prayers all at once. Uh, if you're just beginning to heal from your own uh, emotional pain and spiritual issues in your life. Um, we want to remember that God is the one who uh, orchestrates the healing process, so we don't want to run ahead of him. But on the other hand, if you feel it's time uh, to begin, um, we want you to follow his lead to begin praying through these issues uh, one at a time. And we want you to feel free to contact one of our Caring for the Heart offices if you feel that you need uh, help in the process. Thank you.